Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. everybody we have a very special guest today her name is Alanisha. Alanisha do you want to introduce yourself? Hi I'm Alanisha um, I'm 16 and I go to school with Virginia. Yeah and Alanisha is someone that has always really inspired me um, for numerous reasons but one of them is kind of her story and how she's come to be who she is so kind of do you want to just give a little bit of an outline on your story just to give everybody some context? Well, um, I was, I'm adopted. I was adopted when I was four and, um, I still live with my biological sister, but that's about all the biological family that I have left that I know of. Mm-hmm. And so what is like the furthest memory back that you have? Cause I know that a lot of times when things are kind of difficult, when we're younger, we kind of block things out. So I was kind of curious, what is the furthest memory that you have? I think one of the furthest, I ha, okay, I have a furthest good memory and then I have a furthest bad memory. Mm-hmm. So the good memory is like um, me, my sister, my mom, and um, my mom's friend named, I, I forgot his name. I always call him Diego because that's what I remember in my mind, even though his name is not Diego. <laughs> We were standing on a balcony of her apartment and we all had water guns and we were shooting them at the dogs that were barking at us on the ground. And I just remember being really happy and yeah. Yeah, and is that your biological mom or is that your um, current mom? Okay, and then if if you're comfortable, you can share the bad. If not, that's totally fine. Um, It's completely up to you. Um, Well, the bad memory, it's not really necessarily bad. It's just like, well, okay. So the night that I kind of like me, and my sister, we split from our mom. Um, was a night we used to be cared after with this woman named Angie, and she was. I remember her as a nice woman, but I barely remember her. But um, basically, she wanted to keep us, and my mom didn't want that. Mm-hmm. So she was like. They got into this argument, the police came, and then all I remember is kind of, we left with this, with a man in the foster care system, and all I remember is seeing her riding the bus, and my sister and I were sitting in the car, and just seeing the bus, and the car just separate, and goes two separate ways, and I just couldn't stop crying. I was about three or four years old. And my yeah. sister had no idea what was going on, but yeah. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine how difficult that is because especially at that age, it's like all that you've known, you're still in that developmental stage. And how, how did you feel? Because I feel like in a sense, now that you're older, having your sister um, with you and having gone through that together is a good thing. But at that age, it's like mm-hmm. she wasn't experiencing it in the same way that you were. So how, how do you feel like that affected the way that you perceived the situation? Because you kind of had somebody, but in a way you were also kind of on your own. 
Yeah, well, so like every time I would cry, my sister would kind of start crying just like to as a rebound to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So like, um, it, it was kind of hard because I always felt like I needed to be like very protective and like the strongest one because, you know, I didn't, I felt like I didn't have anybody but myself. And I just kind of had to learn that that wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. And how, how is your relationship with her um, today? And like, do you guys have talks about um, everything that happened? I mean, I'm sure you have, but yeah. Um, well, my adoptive mother now, we used to talk about it, but there's not that much to talk about because my biological mother died when I was pretty, like pretty young. I think maybe I was five or six um so she she I she doesn't really remember that much of when we were little so that she just never really pops up into the conversation my biological mom doesn't yeah so yeah and how how is your relationship um with your with your mom and like how has that kind of changed over the years how was it initially I guess is my first question. Um, initially, I did not. I was I was so embarrassed because my mom now is she's an older woman. So um, when I was little, I used to want I used to wish that she was younger so that I could like fit in more with like the people who are at my school. Yeah. And, um, because all of them had as far as I could tell, young parents, you know, who could do stuff, move around. And I was just different. So like, and I remember like telling her like, I wish you were younger or stuff. And it's not, you can't control that. So she was just like, like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I get that. I mean, my parents, because my siblings are 9 and 13 years older than me. So even though it's, like, not, like, the same situation, my parents are older than most parents um, of kids our age. And I think that for me, in in a somewhat similar way, I felt this sense of, like, even though nobody else was necessarily, like, pointing it out as much. I mean, or sometimes, sometimes. But it felt like internal more, you know, like it was like, I noticed this thing and I know that I am different by this. And I imagine that with you, you already kind of felt a little bit that way with the process of the adoption. And so I imagine that that also kind of exacerbated that. Yeah. Um, As we grew up, people like strangers, if I'm walking with her, they don't really think that she's my mom. They think that she's my grandmother Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, I got really defensive about, about that. I was just like, no, she's my mom. <laughs> but now I think, you know, I see why people would say that. But I think my relationship with her now is it's pretty good. I used to fight a lot with her just about this and that. Um, same with my sister. I think that for a while when maybe i was like 12 or 13 we fought like every day and we couldn't go a day without fighting whenever we saw each other i don't know exactly when that changed 
but every time we would my mom would just tell me like she is the only like she is your sister she'll be there with you forever like she's the only one who can be there with you and you know you still have blood ties to her yeah so yeah and I think oh sorry continue no no no, it's fine (laughs) um well yeah I I think that because like you hear about you know like girls like when they become like teenagers I mean all like teenagers but like specifically girls I feel like fighting with like their moms and being like that but I kind of wonder with you did you feel like it was it was some sense of like tension or like resentment that had been fostered kind of earlier with like everything that had happened um and kind of how do you feel like that tied into it like how do you feel now I guess about all of those I don't know I don't know how to describe them like those internalized um just memories and the the situation I guess um I don't I don't really think about them that much I don't think I have I harbor any like bad feelings I mean compared to like some people who like go into foster care and you know etc a lot of times they think that like the parents weren't able to take care of them they didn't love them and i i don't think that's the case i know for me it's just because um my mom you know my dad was never really in the picture i've only met him once so she just couldn't take care of both of us at the same time so but now like I, I, I can't say in the past, I used to use the like phrase, you're not like, you can't tell me what to do because you're not my real mom mm-hmm. very often in arguments. But she's like, every time she would say, say, I may not be your real mom, but I'm your mom now. So yeah, I, I don't think I'm mad or anything. Yeah, and kind of going along that, how do you view her? Like, do you view her? Like, because obviously I know when we get mad, like we can say things you don't mean. Like, do you view her as like, yes, like this is like my mom or is it more like of like an aunt role? Is it more just like someone who is in the maternal role? Like, how, how do you feel like your relationship kind of is? I think because I wasn't able to like, like fully develop a relationship with my biological mom, I kind of, it's kind of opposite. I kind of view my biological mom as being just someone who was there. And I view my mom now as like my actual mom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been with her for most of my life. So. Yeah. And what, what, um, kind of like process did you go through? Like, did you, immediate like I don't know a hundred percent myself about like the foster care and adoption process so do you remember how quickly you were moved into your mom's hands or um, what that process was like at all I I actually don't remember anything about it Um, I, I remember having like one picture taken when we were all together like the lawyer and like but I do not remember anything. My memories are very fuzzy when I get like past um, like my mom dying and like up until maybe seven or eight. Yeah, and I think, I think that kind of like a lot of that goes into kind of that 
fact of we block out things that yeah. are hard for us. And I know for me, mm-hmm. um, big advocate of counseling, I am. Um, but I like that. I still have to like work on things of like remembering just everything in my life that's happened. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on it, but like learning so many things um, about like myself and my childhood. And I imagine that you've had to kind of go through like the same process of just being like, whoa, like I didn't remember this. And like now like this is all kind of coming back to me and it's, it's definitely a lot. Um, And kind of going back to that, like role with your sister, like now, how do you, how do you feel like um, that role has changed in the sense of like, you kind of, you know, like when you were younger, felt like a little bit on your own. And then obviously like she is like your blood tie, but do you still feel that sense of like, I have to be strong for her? Or do you feel like you're allowed a little bit more to um, be human? Because I really do hope in that sense that you are letting yourself um, mourn the loss of like the childhood that you maybe like didn't get to have, but still appreciating the one that you do have. I don't know. I know that's kind of a very like, um, dense topic. Um, well, my si- okay, my relationship with my sister now is, I would say it's pretty okay. We do still argue sometimes, mm-hmm. mostly about the chores, <laughs> but, um, we don't, we don't really talk that much. I think when we were both in the same school, middle school, you know, we talked a little more about, you know, cause we had, we were meeting the same people every day. Um, so like, like I know she's my sister. I, she lives with me, you know, I live with her. I see her every day, but I don't really feel like I need, you No, know, when it comes to like people like picking on her, I will always like, you know, I will always be behind her. I'll be in front of her. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I don't have the, like, urge to, like, be strong or, like, you know, feel like I need to do everything because she's too little to do it or, like, she can't do it. Because she can. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a really good thing because I know um, I've, I've had to talk with my sisters a little bit about this and being like, like, you don't have to still – be like this shield of like um just like not having like any emotions like you can let yourself like have all of these emotions and feel all these things like it's kind of like what you're saying like she she can do these things now like she'll (laughs) but I do love what you said about being in front of her like that is so precious and so sweet and I guess also as you've gotten older um and kind of like developed more of your community has this like affected your identity at all or your self-perception or your ability to build relationships not in the sense that like I don't want to like assume anything or be like this is who you are this is your story but just um kind of I don't know like internalized because I know that sometimes even small events can affect those ways that we view ourselves in those relationships and so I've kind of just wondered um how that's affected you um Can you like rephrase the question a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that um, kind of having to like be switched up a little bit and having to form like new bonds with like your mom um, and just having a little bit of that instability can sometimes um, 
be difficult as we grow up. It can affect the way that we view ourselves with that instability and that kind of like loss of connection there. And then also in the way that we form bonds with other people. So I was wondering if you feel like currently that affects you or if that what did affect you when you were younger and trying to form those relationships, kind of like a trust thing um, or like a stability thing. Um, to be honest, I don't, I wouldn't say that it has maybe subconsciously, but consciously, I don't think so because a lot of times, like I have no issues with like sharing my past or like, you know, it all depends on the person and how close I am with them. Yeah. You know, I would like to share it, but I think a lot of times it brings me closer to people rather than separates me, especially when, um, you know, someone else has been through foster care and has a similar story to mine. Um, and also like a person who I consider my, to be my sister, her father, He's basically like my father. Yeah. He's not really my father, but like he said, like he allows me to lean on him if I need a father figure. Um, so I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's done anything to make me feel farther apart or different. Some maybe when I was little growing up, but now no. Okay, I really, I loved that answer in so many different ways, um, but the one that I kind of, like, want to hone in on is, because um, I actually wrote this down earlier, as one of the questions for you is, how do you find, like, that rock, and, like, how do you, um, I guess, just have, like, faith, and have this, like, sense of hope, and the sense of community, and I really like what you said about um, the friend's father I think that that is so beautiful so can you kind of dive into that a little bit more and just how you found like those facets of community um well I met her a long time ago we've known each other for maybe like seven years um so but like over time I never I just viewed her father as her father you know I wasn't really considering him to be like close to me at all but um not too long ago maybe about a year or two ago he asked me we were sitting down having dinner probably 11 o'clock at night <laughs> and he asked me alanisha do you ever miss your father and i was like no what are you talking about like of course like i've never met the guy or i have but like I basically never met the guy, so why, why would I miss him? And he just really, like, stabbed me with the questions. And I found myself really, like, just starting to break down because I was, like, in my head, I was, like, why is he asking me these questions? And even she, she was sitting beside me, my friend. She was, like, Dad, stop asking. Like, she's clearly crying. Like, she's clearly uncomfortable. Why are you asking her these questions? But it's because he never knew like, he knew that I was adopted, you know, he, he's met my mother plenty of times before, but he really wanted, he really wondered how I operated without a male figure and how, or not how I operated without one, or how I was able to cope without being, without having one. And he just asked me, like, do you ever think about him? Do you ever think about my, um, your mom or, like, all these questions and I was just like 
I, I kind of had to like, he wouldn't stop until I admitted it. And I think that really made me kind of view him as like, wow, he, he really cares. Because you don't really find people who will like push you. Like, I think some may think that's like rude but for me, I I kind of liked that he did that because if I if he didn't, I probably we probably never would have been like as close as we are now, and I probably would never have viewed him as a father figure. But I think just I don't know. Sometimes stuff like that happens where I can just make really strong bonds, and that's a bond that I hope will never like fade out. Yeah, no, I think that that, I got, like, chills when you were telling that. That is so beautiful, and I I totally agree with what you're saying, because it's, like, sometimes the people that ask those hard questions, like, you, you know they care. Like, that's why they're asking those hard questions. They're not doing it to be mean. Like, they could easily just be, like, yo, like, how was your day? Like, what about the math test? Like, all that, but I think that showing, yeah, that depth and that because that's showing how much that he thought about it, you know, and like, it was so intentional. Um, and I think, I think that that is, oh, that is just so beautiful. And just so like, I, I'm really glad that you have that. And especially, I agree with what you're saying about, um, I guess, like his allusion to the not having a father figure. And I guess one question that that kind of um, leads me to ask you is going into like, relationships in the future. Um, how, how do you think about that? Because not like assuming like any sexuality things, but because like you didn't get to see that um, like relationship, I guess, because my parents have been divorced. I think about that sometimes. Like I don't remember a time when they were married. So I didn't get to see like a successful relationship. So does that ever, do you ever think about that? Or um, how do you feel like that affects going forward in that? Well, I don't, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Um, but oh, no, you're, think, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, so, you know, my mom now, she's not married. She hasn't been married for probably about 20 years, but I think that her relationship that she has with like her son, like her biological son, who is, he, he just turned 50. <laughs> so, wow. And he's been, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's been married for a long time as well. And I think the way she talks about, you know, her ex-husband and how, like, I see her son and his wife interact, I think that's really set, like, that's really made itself apparent in my head, like, how um, I should treat other people in a relationship and how other people should treat me in a relationship, because I, I... I like to think that I have a pretty A-type personality mm-hmm. and I will not settle for less and I won't allow someone to walk all over me. But at the same time, like I'm willing to give back what I should give back. Yeah. So I think like, I don't think that it's have not having a mother and a father have really put a strain on the way I feel relationships because my like, the people in my life now, or at least the closer people, have, like, relationships that I've kind of looked up to. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's really beautiful because as, as we've had this conversation, 
one thing that I feel like I've kind of seen from what you've said is that it almost seems like you're better at like having these um, like intentional relationships and like these really strong relationships because I think you know what it takes to build them and you know what it takes to really connect and I think that that is so beautiful and kind of just getting into like the closing of things it makes me wonder kind of if you think that you are going to adopt when you're older um, or kind of what your view on that is. I mean I thought about it of course I thought about it um, but I I was thinking that if I, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. So, if I, you know, for some reason I can't conceive or, you know, my partner can't, you know, then I, I'm definitely open to it because there's like, I feel like there's really nothing greater than giving someone a home who, you know, feels like they have no home. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's so beautiful because I think that in some ways there is, like, that stigma and people worry about, like, what if I don't do it right? Or, like, what if I'm, like, not, like, the right parent or the right fit? And so what would you kind of say to that? You will never be a perfect parent. You can never be a perfect person. So, and there are so many ways to raise a child. And one way, like, isn't necessarily – well – certain ways are better than others yeah <laughs> but there's no one correct way so honestly as long as you think what you're doing is right and other people think what you're doing is right i say i mean as long as you're not you know there's no abuse or toxicity going on everything's dandy <laughs> yeah and i i think again it's just like you're you're even like an imperfect parent you're giving someone more than that than they've had you know um like and i agree with what you said like nobody's going to be the exact perfect there is none <laughs> like that just doesn't exist um and alanisha i just want to say like thank you so much kind of like bringing it to a close because you are truly one of the most resilient and kind-hearted people when i tell you guys this woman is the sweetest person i mean it um and yeah, you're just such a joy. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, make sure to share, like, and subscribe. Thank you so much. Have a great day.